Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Shelf. This week, we are doing a book that is part of our sponsorship with Spectrum Audiobooks. Thank you, Spectrum, for being a continued patron of ours and providing us with this novel in exchange for an honest review. An honest review is what we're going to do. Yes. So, do you want to handle the stats or do you want me to handle the stats? I think I do want to handle those stats. All right. You handle them with care. So, today's book. (laughs) I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, today's book. I can't with you. (laughs) So, today's book is Guardian, the Guardian Trilogy, book one. By Sarah Mack, narrated by Sarah Colton. To be honest, when it started and they were going over those like beginning stats, oh, I yeah. was like, wait, did Sarah Mack narrate her own book? Mm, but it's spelled differently. Sarah is S-A-R-A. Yeah, but you can't hear that. That you can't. <laughs> Except if you do like Sarah. Yeah. And then once you get to the last name. Exactly. <laughs> Minor details. So the publisher is, of course, our favorite audiobook publisher, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Spectrum Audiobooks. And the audiobook release date was March 18th, 2019. The duration was 11 hours and six minutes. So it was a long one. It was, yeah. The genre is coming of age fiction, romance, and paranormal romance. Which is just a little bit extra Mm -hmm. on romance. (laughs) So tell us what the book is about, please. Yes, sir. The summary that we have is taken from Amazon. True love never dies, Emma Donahue begs to differ. Ooh. When a late night accident claims the love of her life, Emma secludes herself in memories of James. In his sandy brown hair and clear blue eyes. Sexy. In their innocent first kiss and declarations of love. Mm. In their plans for a life together after college. But happy dreams can't rid her. Of the guilt she carries. Oh, no. She can't erase her actions the night he died. She can't erase her reaction at his funeral. Girl, don't embarrass yourself. And she can't erase the hollow void that fills her chest and consumes her heart. Mm. Codependence. (laughs) (laughs) The first time Emma hears James's voice, she's astounded. It sounds as if he's standing right beside her. And she fears her shattered heart is trying to drive her mad. But as she continues to hear the voice, she finds comfort in it. With the help of her best friend, Shell, and handsome newcomer, Dane. Dane. (laughs) (laughs) We have a friend named Dane. (laughs) She tries to move forward and start living again. Until the voice in her head turns out to be more. So much more. You know what they say. True love never dies. Girl, they make medicine for that. (laughs) They do. It's and called, also therapy. It's called schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's dive into the narration a little bit. Um, Sarah Colton, I feel like she did a pretty good job yes. with, the, with the material that she had. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit um, of an issue differentiating the different female voices. Yes. But she did do an excellent job with the male voices and just giving them enough life that made them different. Yes. And she literally did give James life again. She did. She breathed life into his mouth. 
<laughs> no. No, I really did like her male voices. I I like the differentiation before. Is it a word? Differentiation? Am I saying it weird? It sounds long to me. Differentiation? Am I not saying that right? Differentiation. Differentiation. The difference between <laughs> James and and Dane. Yes. There was a, a very subtle and nice difference between Dane and James, even though their names are fairly close together. Dane and James. Dane Sarah and, James, and Sarah. Sarah and Sarah. You gotta you gotta stick with what you know. Yep, exactly. Um so yeah, I really liked her uh vocalization of the characters. I mm-hmm. thought that was really excellent. Even with the the minor critique of just her female characters kind of sounded the same. Mm-hmm. Um, although Emma actually had a little bit of like a more um, like sullen tone to her. Yes. Just from like the depression and the, and the mm-hmm. sadness that she was feeling. So you could really hear Sarah Colton's emotion. Yes. And it was really kind of bleeding through. Oh, a hundred percent. The audiobook. Yeah. You could definitely hear the emotion that she had like within this book. Just the end of the first chapter when you're figuring out that like something's not quite right here. Mm-hmm. Like Emma has a little bit. There's a little bit something extra supernatural going on. Um, You can just feel like the cracking in her voice and in like her mental state at that point Mm -hmm. and i thought sarah did a great job with that that funeral scene was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) i was like girl only you laugh at a funeral i was like you are having a sally field moment right now Mm -hmm. she's like it's gonna be me or what what did she say i want to know why i don't know why Sally Field in that scene is an award-winning yes. performer. Did she win something for that for Steel Magnolias? I don't know. She needed to. That wasn't what she won. You like me? Yes, yes. That was right uh, now. You really like me? That was when she played the the factory worker, right? I don't know, but she was attractive. Yes, she's so pretty. She's still pretty. Oh, God, she's so pretty. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> But no, I I think Emma did that. That okay. scene was Emma. Emma the at the funeral. Oh, the character. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're back at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I thought you were talking about Sarah. Yes, I was just saying Emma was crazy in that scene. I loved. Yeah, it. yeah, it really um was sort of very true mm-hmm. to how it feels to be at a funeral of a loved one yeah. that you did not expect to be gone yet. Mm-hmm. And she had so much guilt. Yeah, she carried a lot of guilt. Mm. And we're not going to obviously tell anyone what the guilt was about because that would be ruining the book. Well, I mean, I think the description yeah. <laughs> says that she has guilt over James's death. <laughs> but, you know, we, we don't want to give spoilers. No, no spoilers here. So back up. <laughs> um, what do you, do you think about the overall content of the book? I thought it was interesting. I can't say that it's something that I would normally pick up mm-hmm. um, paranormal romance just kind of isn't at least for me a genre mm-hmm. that I gravitate towards. I had um, we did that one novel that was written by the same woman who wrote um, dark three dark crowns. Oh, Kandara Blake. Yes. Yes. Uh, the one that you really liked. Anna dressed in blood. Anna dressed in blood. Yes. yes. There we go. Um, that one you really liked and I was excited to listen to it, but then when I listened to it, just the, the story didn't really mess, mm-hmm. mesh with me very well. Yeah. Um, and that kind of had like a paranormal romance kind of thing, mm-hmm. supernatural. 
I, so I agree. I like I like how in the in the genres they separate the two. Mm-hmm. They have the romance and then as well as paranormal ra- romance because it starts off as a as a teen romance novel. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, I could like identify with that like high school sweethearts going off to college, uh having like the dreams of like a life together and then suddenly something happening and that shattering it. Mm-hmm. Um but then it got angels spoopy and guardians yeah every time i hear the word guardian i think of harry potter with when god i'm leviosa <laughs> i think guardians of the galaxy oh interesting a little bit more like right to the point yes not Guardian. a spell <laughs> which i think spell is way cooler yeah. <laughs> but overall I, I mean i i personally liked the concept of it mm-hmm. i like this idea of this kind of love triangle triangle yeah. between this human who's reality and then this person who's her guardian and she's had a history with them. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see where the paranormal aspect kind of could not, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say rub people the wrong way, but it's something that loses interest quickly with some people, I think. Yeah. Because it's not real. It's, it's, they say no reality. Yeah, Exactly. And so I think that's where I kind of fell off is like once we got out of that like realm of reality and we started getting into more of like the guardian because we did get a lot of like Emma and James's relationship leading up to the accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like I, I fell more into the feeling of enjoying those moments more than the paranormal ones. Yeah. But certainly like the paranormal ones, there was nothing wrong with them. It just wasn't a, a part of the genre mm-hmm. that I usually gravitate towards yeah it comes all it all comes down to interest which is completely normal yeah exactly um one negative thing about the the i guess the content which i think i hinted at in the stats Mm -hmm. the 11 hours was way too long yeah we could have wrapped this story up real quick yeah it was it was a little long i was kind of surprised to see it be this long Mm -hmm. um Certainly, I feel like even though I really loved the building up of who James and Emma were as a couple in the real life, real world Mm -hmm. plane, um, (laughs) they spent a little bit too much time on it. Yes. And that was just one thing that I saw as as I was listening is that Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this doesn't need to be in here. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of like extra detail. Exactly. And sometimes a lot of the stuff, I think writers sometimes feel like they need to expand on things and explain things. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, allow the reader to go with you on this journey, Mm -hmm. but not get overloaded. Yeah. And that's what I felt like sometimes. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, as, as an author, like you have to trust your reader and what they will be able to fill in mm-hmm. for themselves. And I know that sometimes that's a that's giving up a little bit of control that authors don't want to. They want to be able to explain every single last detail of like pancakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's at the end of the day, not something that needs to take up a reader's time. Exactly. As well. Exactly. That's a valu- va- valuable yeah. part of the experience as well. And we got other books to read. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. But I mean, if if Sarah Mack felt like the length of the book, um, we're not sure how many pages it was. I'm guessing with 11 hours, it was probably in the 420 range. 420. Yeah. Um, 
if that's what she felt that she needed in order to tell the the complete story of this first book in a trilogy, then mm-hmm. that's what she needed. I agree. But I, what I would like to see more from the sequel is a more condensed, straight to the point storyline. Yeah. I need more action. I need not not so much action, but just more meat. Yes. And I need it to kind of flow. Yeah, it needs to have a better page. Okay, so the length of the book is 328 pages. 328? Why is it 11 hours? I don't know. What? What? I don't know. 328 pages? Mm-hmm. Why was this book 11 hours? I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you again. I don't know. I will tell you that I did not listen to this book on one speed. No, neither did I. Maybe that's why it was 11 hours. Because Sarah Colton's narration was a little bit slower than most. Maybe. Maybe because she she did put in a lot of emotion. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot stress that enough how much just raw emotion she put into this. I felt like she was really heartbroken and, yes. and torn up at certain times. And so it might have been a thing where it was slowed down mm-hmm. in post-production um, just to kind of be able to allow the listener to soak up those emotions. Mm, that's true. Way. That's true. Because I was feeling emotional. Yes. Like oh, this, this yeah. book took me on a roller coaster of emotions, which yeah. is a positive thing. Oh, 100%. Most books and audiobooks cannot do that. Yeah. So kudos to the Sarahs. Yeah. <laughs> so her second book is 322 pages and the third one is 314. Okay. So, so it looks like it's kind of narrowing down. Yeah. And Which is it good. should, it should um, probably be about like in the ten hour range. Yeah, for the rest of the books, mm-hmm. which I still think it has a little bit too much detail in certain aspects of it. But maybe the second and third one really pick up with the action. I agree. Can we also talk about the cover of the book? Uh, oh, oh. I can't say I'm a fan. I thought this was going to be when I I saw Paranormal Romance. I thought the girl was going to rip out someone's heart. That's what I thought, and I also thought that it was going to be more of like cartoonish, a Christian book. A Christian, me too, because she was looks like she's praying. Yeah, yes, she's praying. Yeah, and then the third book, she's holding a book, and there's like a light, like a lightsaber looking thing coming out of it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. So she probably finds a journal. I wonder. I I don't know. Um, cause the audiobooks for the other two are not out yet. So Spectrum hasn't produced those yet. So you just have to wait on those. Which I am very excited. I do want to continue this story. Yeah. But uh, let's get back to the cover. Yes. So we've talked about this before of how a cover can make or break a book. Mm-hmm. We definitely judge books by its cover. If we walk by a book in a bookstore that we are browsing for mm-hmm. new content, we probably would have avoided this one. Yes. If we're scrolling through Audible mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, that cover is pretty. We're going to put it in our cart. Yes. I definitely feel like Sarah, I don't know if she approved the cover or if she designed the cover. Um, I don't know the process for this one, but I feel like the cover is half of the book. Yeah. And so if people are seeing the cover, they're they're potentially not going to pick it up because it just feels not like a paranormal romance it felt like a dark christian book yeah i completely agree with you with the christian aspect i didn't think about it until now but that was like one of the things was is this about god is it about Mm -hmm. like praying to the heavens yeah 
Now, for this book, I could imagine like a dark cover, almost black, maybe mm-hmm. like a, a very, very deep navy blue. Mm-hmm. And it just has like the um, an eye, not like an eye, like half of a face, okay. like two halves of a face. And one would be slightly a little bit more transparent to mm-hmm. kind and illuminated to kind of like get that guardian feel. Yeah. And then it could also have some other sort of element in there that's just a little bit um, darker and depressed. And I'm thinking what the, I'm, think, I'm thinking clouds. Yeah. Or like just or like a, a, heart. a cloud and then a heart like heart on the bottom or like something in the bottom that represents love. Mm-hmm. But then the cloud, if they wanted that whole aspect of, of heaven and sky and guardians, mm-hmm. they give us like a cloud or like rays of something watching yeah. over us. Yeah. Is that where we're getting with the eye, the watching over? No, it was mainly like two halves of a face to represent Emma and then represent James. Oh, two halves. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, two people on a cover, but it would just be like, it would be one half of Emma's face gotcha. and the other side would just be darkened because it's... Ooh falling she's depressed and she's sad the other side would be james and he would be a little bit more illuminated a little bit more transparent Mm -hmm. just a tiny bit nothing cheesy nothing weird but it would just be those two Mm -hmm. and it would be a little bit grungier feeling because there is such a sadness in Mm -hmm. this book i like that it sounds like it's more like that would be it's more intricate, but yeah. it's also simple in the in a way. Yeah, and simple sometimes is a lot better to go with. That that's yeah. The simple covered books are what we usually gravitate towards. Like I'm not looking at the cover right now, but I, I just remember her being on her knees mm-hmm. and like blood from a heart that looks like a heart. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like going down her hands. I'm uh-huh. like, what is going on here? Yeah. But was there blood on her? I can't remember. But that's what I'm imagining, and I'm not looking at the cover right now. Right. But you're right. The cover threw me off a little bit but i love the synopsis so much that i was just like oh i can't wait to read this oh so there's like pieces of a heart i'm looking at the cover now there's like pieces a heart that doesn't look like a real organ yeah it looks like clay it looks like a clay heart that's shaped in a, in a heart design and it's like pieces that are falling off and crumbling mm-hmm. and she's praying girlfriend's praying i don't care what i said she's praying yep, yep. So I definitely saw this Christian view, like I, well, I agree with your Christian Christian yeah. perspective. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious if that's the the vibe that Sarah Mack was going for, um, because definitely the next two uh, books I read the descriptions for them. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit more um, like decision making, and then there's also seems like a um an, an event that happens an apocalyptic Ooh. kind of event so it gets pretty dark even Ooh. darker i'm interested i really do want to continue the series yeah yeah i'm excited so would you mm-hmm. shelf it or will you be shoving it hmm. i think in all honest honesty i probably would shelf this book because I do like paranormal par- paranormal romance. I do want to continue the series. However, I feel like it would get lost on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a series that you can say you want to continue on with, mm-hmm. but then eventually with like the release of other material yeah. and stuff like that, it's something that could get lost. This, this book could be probably a book that I, years down the road, give to Goodwill. Right. 
So yeah, what what about you? Would you shelf this or would you shove this? I am not a paranormal romance fan mm-hmm. so much. So I do have to say that I would shove it. Okay. Yeah. Honesty. Yeah. And you've also been in a situation like this before. With a guardian angel? No, with a person who I'm giving your dirty laundry. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. But you've been in this type of situation. Would you? Oh, yeah. And with you the were, death and... and you were the Dane character. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. How do you, did you get any like memories or feelings about this book when you were reading it? Not necessarily. And you're also with this uh, person that was pretty crazy. Yeah. So. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a much different situation. But. Yeah. Because I actually think that James was real. Yes. Yes. For, yeah. <laughs> It was high school. It was high school. It was high school. Yeah, it was. It was high school, and pretty sure that the person lied about a dead girlfriend. Their parents never knew about this person. Nobody ever met her, mm-hmm. but she died. And then he would get the benefits of crying and emotional females that would wanted to comfort him. Mm. Sounds not similar, but yeah, sounds a little bit different. At <laughs> least James was. There was no lie about him. Emma was like. He's an angel. Yeah. Or he's a guardian of, yeah, of mine. Yeah, and he's speaking to her. <laughs> she she was like, you can think I'm crazy or not, but I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things where like it, you get comfort from certain things. And mm-hmm. so Emma definitely probably got comfort from having James with her because prior to that, I thought she was going to be the ghost. Ooh. Like at the beginning when she wasn't eating. Oh, yeah. I was like, girl, are you dead? <laughs> you dead, girl. <laughs> it was it was also giving me Grey's Anatomy vibes with mm-hmm. Denny and Izzy and mm-hmm. Alex Karev. Yeah. That whole storyline with, you know, Denny was he passed away and Izzy wanted to continue her life with Alex and Denny would come back in her visions. Yeah. And little do we know, Izzy had cancer or a tumor that, that was making her hallucinate her ex-lover. Oh. So but it was giving me those vibes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This book was pretty interesting in in how it could have a basis in reality, but then also at the same time not because James was very real to Emma and there was the potential for like they're actually being guardians. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the situations that we have experienced, either those people were lying about the existence or it was a TV show and there was a tumor. Exactly. God, (laughs) I hope Emma doesn't have a tumor. No. Yeah. Emma, please. Please don't, don't, Sarah Mac. Don't give the girl a tumor. Oh, man. Hmm. I guess we just have to keep reading to find out. And we will. Mm-hmm. We will. So thank you again to Spectrum Audiobooks for providing us with this audiobook for an honest review and for being a patron of ours. We really appreciate it so much. You help our show grow and allow us to just talk about new things and uh, share with our audience more. And I'm so... I'm like also. <laughs> yes, I, I think I just had a tumor seizure. <laughs> I'm also so happy that audio. What is it called? Spectrum. I also am so impressed by Spectrum Audiobooks collection. Mm-hmm. I am always so excited when we get a new audiobook from them, and they want us to to promote something or they want us to review it. I just love their collection and I'm excited to see what they have coming in store. Yes, exactly. 
So if you want to stay up to date with us, recommend books for us to listen to, or if you want to potentially become a patron as well, you can find us on Twitter at AudioShelfMe. You can like us on Facebook at AudioShelf. You can follow us on Instagram at AudioShelf underscore podcast. And you can also find us on BookTube where we release new video reviews and book hauls on Wednesdays. And if you want to become a patron, you can Google search AudioShelf Patreon and our Beautiful cartoon faces will pop up. We are making a podcast for all things literature. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to download two free Spectrum audio books, mm-hmm. I mean, come on now, that's they're Spectrum. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. You get two free books. Two free books. You can't beat it. Make them Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well... We're going to get this uh, party weekend started. Yes, we got a party weekend. Yes, happy birthday, Brad. Hey, Until then, bye. bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Thank you.